Hello and welcome everyone to the Corporate Escapers TV show. I'm your host, Christine Innes. I am a leading transition and lifestyle coach, and I'm really excited to welcome our special guest today, Trudy, um, is joining us today. And I just know that we're going to have an amazing conversation about the reasons why she left the corporate world, but in particular about burnout and just the impact that that can have. So welcome, Trudy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm really excited. I just know that the last couple of chats that we've had together, we've had the, the best conversation. So I'm really excited that we can, you know, share um, knowledge and expertise with everybody um, around the world that's joining us today. My absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, so why don't you start so, um, by telling everyone a bit about yourself, you know, uh, what you're doing now, um, and then we can sort of like go in from, you know, how you left the corporate world to sort of lead to where you are right now. Great. Um, leaving corporate land was a combination of burnout, exhaustion, and going, I want to create more meaning in my life. So now I run... Um, this is the third iteration of my business. I trade under the Global Sparkles brand now. But now I work with women to unlock their hidden value system that really allows them to be 100% internally motivated to create what they want in their lives. And that was the, the, that was the thing that always drove me in my career anyway, is helping people find their meaning. So, yeah, that's what I do now. Love it. Oh, I love it. And I love the fact that, you know, to try and really find your meaning now, because I think sometimes when you're in corporate, you, one of my big things that I work with clients is that you're so identified with your corporate title. So when you leave, it's about, well, who am I? You know, what do I have to offer? Um, but really what's going to light you up, um, you know, leaving and going out by yourself, because it's actually quite can be quite a traumatic sort of experience as well because you sort of had this sort of safety net around you then all of a sudden you're just there by yourself and it's quite confronting well in leaving um retail i'd been made redundant and i was absolutely exhausted i discovered personal development in the previous four months before i finally was just like I'm done. So there was that whole personal development dream of go out and find your purpose and magic. And um, I was exhausted. And it, it didn't actually feel like an option at the time to go back to a senior management role. And it's just really interesting how everything sort of rolled out at that time in my life. Yeah. So, yeah. And we talked a little bit last time about burnout and I mean, I definitely understand the impact that that has, um, you know, when you're working in corporate, you tend to put yourself, I think also in general life that you put yourself right down the bottom of the totem pole, but what impact did that have on you? And, you know, was that part of your decision to actually leave corporate as well? Well, I was um, in senior management roles in retail. So I was on the ground, in the stores, in amongst the numbers, in the office. I was, you know, across all of it, travelling to different states. And um, you mentioned something sort of my role became my identity and there was this supercharge of I'm 
I suppose I would call, would have been called an A-type personality. So there was that supercharge of I have to be the best. My stores have to be the best. They have to look the best. They have to make the most money. We have to keep our wages down. So not only was I managing the role from a, a senior management role, but I was being in the store as being a team member. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of pressure in any, any corporate role. And I did not identify and understand the importance of getting a good night's sleep, eating well, and especially uh, any retailers out there are definitely going to understand if you're going from store to store to store, you buy KFC or something quick and easy to eat while you're driving in the car and you actually don't, you don't rest, you don't stop, you're up at 6.30 in the morning checking the phone, 7.30 at night calling through figures. And I was younger back then (laughs) and I thought I was invincible. And it got to the point that even though I always loved my, my work with my teams and my people, the pressure and the non-stop, which was the expectation of the role that you lived and breathed it, my body just couldn't keep going anymore. And um, by, by the time I'd finished my last role, I was a state manager and I, I just had the tank was empty. Yeah. And it was really impacting my performance and I still wanted to do good, but there was just nothing left there. So, yeah, it's, it's a real danger for, for everyone because, you know, especially in this day and age where there's so much offshoring and, you know, there's so much pressure to perform so you can keep your job. Mm. And I think you, you might understand, and I'm sure there'll be listeners that'll be going, oh, yeah, you feel like you're doing the work of three people and you're not being paid to do the work of three people. It's, it's such a different beast out there now, even more so, but it's no wonder we get exhausted. Yeah, no, definitely. But how, how, do, you, how do you say, hang on, stop, I'm, I'm tired here, I need to look after me to the, to the corporate machine. Yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes we see it as a bit of a sign of weakness when we actually start to sort of feel that we might be underperforming because we're constantly being on the go, go, go. But at some point in time that your body is just going to go, you know what, you can't sustain that. And especially when you said you're not eating right, you're not sleeping enough because you're not fueling your body right for you to be able to even maintain that. So even if you were just, you know, doing your normal eight hours sort of thing and, you know, you know, going to... No, <laughs> it does just eight hours. No, oh, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like if you were just doing those eight hours, but if you are fueling your body right, you can sustain a little bit longer, but there's also not just the physical aspect, it's the mental aspect as well that, you know, yeah, it's yeah. sort of like there's like one part like bringing it out here and then there's another part in your body like going... I'm drained. And so then they'd sort of like a failure on both sort of levels as well. And um, I know that um, from when I, cause I've been out for 10 years now and I know now there's, you know, they do a lot more wellness programs. They like, there are improvements from my days, but I tell you what, if somebody had have said, Hey, you know what? Every lunch go and meditate for 15 minutes that would have been that alone could have been an absolute game changer for my stress management in my in my retail days yeah and i really think it's that small things you can do 
Oh, absolutely. As I was saying, like there's things that we can really educate because, you know, we've, we've been in the trenches, we've, we've understood what it's like. And then, you know, you know, as you've gone through stuff in life that you can then pass down this knowledge. And one of it is, is that there are things that you can implement right now that if you are still in the corporate world that you can do to be able to just increase that sort of self-love and nurturing back to yourself to be able to sustain it while you're thinking of your exit strategy or whether or not you're thinking that it just may not be the right, you know, job for you. And, you know, people might think it's a little bit of woo-woo, but even just going out for a walk, you know, for five minutes and just leave your phone, you know. In some fresh air. There's a park you bike. Just go bare feet on the grass. Just reconnect with with nature. Because that was something working in shopping centres, you just never had the chance to do. Oh, that's right. And, um and you don't want to get to the point of burnout to have that as the reason you stop your corporate job. And I think that was a big problem that I had because I'd gotten to the point where I didn't actually think I could do the job anymore because I was so tired. But that first 12 or 18 months of, you know, even starting a business, um, that itself was a struggle. So by the time I was really back up and functioning again, mm-hmm. um, I burnt through my savings and I ha- hadn't been fast enough to implement a lot of things. So then that created a whole heap of um, stress in the work that I wanted to do with my business and put a whole new level of pressure back on. And I think because um, we talked about, you know, talking about burnout and everything for the episode, for anyone who's listening, you know, if you are planning your escape, plan it well, plan your health now, plan your, your savings and your money and your exit strategy. Don't wait until you get to the point where you just, you can't even get out of bed anymore yeah. because that's going to make your transition so much more challenging. Yeah. Speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, you know, and I think that the, you know, you touched on such a really great point is the exit strategy. And a lot of people think that it is just the finances, but I do believe that a lot of it is also the mind, body and soul. And it is about you making sure that you're well, not only just physically, but also, you know, you've got the right mindset as well. And you, you know, you do have, you know, some sort of pathway that you want to follow, but we also need to be mindful that, um, and as you you and I both know that starting a business is not always easy either. And you might think that you're going to go down one pathway, so but you, <laughs> you know, you, you take twists and turns. So we have to be learning to adapt to that. And I think one of the biggest challenges is also is that when you come from corporate, you're in such a big structure that when you go into business for yourself, there is a lot more freedom and you sometimes are craving the structure with it. So do you have, you know, I mean, I know a little bit about your story, you know, obviously we're starting out in business, but what would you say to somebody that is looking at their exit plan and they're starting to do it, but then they want to start a business themselves? Like what sort of things should they be considering in that sort of process? I would suggest before you, before you leave, Find yourself a business strategist, find yourself a coach, find yourself somebody who can help you get very clear on who your ideal client is, what you want to start with as your service or product can get you, 
the more you can get set up with your systems and your processes before you actually leave, the more seamless your transition will be. See, I left and I had nothing. I had a, oh, I think I'd like to, I don't know, coach adults. That was, that was my plan. (laughs) That was it. Um, And I ended up working in the youth training industry for five years. Um, But I didn't understand, I didn't understand niching. I didn't understand marketing. I didn't understand how to actually attract people to buy my products and sign up for my services because it hadn't been a component of my work in my my corporate role. So being very aware that there is 99% chance there are going to be gaps in your education and experience and starting to learn about those gaps, start plugging those holes before you even quit. Like, and then start thinking, okay, I'm used to living on this level of income and it was a massive shock to me to go from a six-figure income company car, petrol card, all of the perks to like living off my savings and savings go very quickly. So I wish somebody had said to me, you need to start adjusting your lifestyle (laughs) before you start your business. Not that I'd actually fully planned a business, but little things like that, nobody tells you. Yeah. Everyone's just like, go go out, tell everyone what you do. Don't rely on your friends to buy your stuff either. (laughs) No, no. And I think one of the biggest things is that when you are, you know, thinking of leaving and you have this idea that you, you know, want to start a business or, you know, and it's not, maybe you even want to just change industries. You know, I've seen a lot that people are actually want to take a step back from the high pain, you know, pressure jobs and just sort of go into something that's a little bit more, you know, lighter and they can just, you know, go to work, come home and, you know, they're done. They don't have that additional responsibility. But it's about nurturing yourself, knowing, you know, what you want, but also setting out what the outcome you want for yourself and allowing that to really sink in and not be influenced by friends and family and all that because it's it's your life in the end. But it's also you but have if to they haven't done it. If they haven't done it, they then they don't get it. Yeah. And there's actually I do a lot of mindset work and there's um They call it a maladaptive schema and what that is, there's five of them, but there's one called um, disloyalty and abandonment schema. And if you're going out against what everyone else in your family does to start a business, if they're all corporate and working and paid, you're going to hit potentially a mindset trigger that is going to undermine you, sabotage you. Mm. So this, this might sound a little awful, Dear listeners, I would recommend that you don't talk too much about your plans with close family who are not doing the same thing. It took my mother eight years to stop asking me when I was going to go back and get a job. (laughs) I love her. But they have an understanding of that is security and that's what they've always done. And if you're black sheep going out being a little different there are mindset triggers that can get fired off as well they're just be aware because your stuff will come up business brings up all of your emotional stuff that needs healing (laughs) absolutely i feel like there's 
um, as I've started to grow my business, the more triggers have come up and I'm just like going, holy crap, I really need to work more on that um, because you are the brand, you are the business. And when you're in corporate, you do get to hide behind not only just a job title, but you get to hide behind a logo, you get to hide behind a business name. But when you go into business for yourself, you're it, you're the brand, you're the product, you're the service. and you really do need to know who you are and really have a very clear idea of who you are, but really like who you are, like flaws and all, you know, where I, I took the word perfection out of my vocabulary a long time ago because it's so unattainable, but just to sort of know who you are um, in that sort of aspect and, you know, do that sort it's of... A, it's a good thing to, to start with the end in mind, reverse engineer where you want to be, set yourself some realistic numbers. And like you said, remember, like business is, you can choose for it to be hard and there'll be struggle and sacrifice, or you can choose to look at it as a big adventure. Yeah. And you know, it all is all in here in you. And that's why, honestly, get a coach, get support, get the right people around you as you transition and, and change over. Yeah. Ask an Uncle Rob's neighbour from down the road for business advice unless he's got a million dollar plus business. Eh. That's right. Find your tribe is yeah. one of the biggest things. It's it it took me a while to sort of work out the people that I you need to be associated with and as much as you love your family and friends and all of that and they're there you know great support and everything like that but when you find your tribe of people who are going through something similar to you or who even been through it and they can actually give you that helpful advice that's when I started to really go holy crap I'm on the right pathway it's okay that I've taken these twists and turns um, because that's just a natural part of not only healing, but also part of business um, with it as well. So I love the idea of finding your tribe. Goal, but be willing to be flexible to get there. Absolutely. And I think that was, that's a really good point because we get very rigid in it's like, but I have to take these steps. And that was, that's one of my biggest business regrets is being, um, being, crammed into a system of process for four years that wasn't working and the people around me were resisting any changes that I wanted to put in. So that's where it's really important to get the right people around you and be willing to fail forward, fail fast, get the data and go, do I keep it? Do I throw it away? What can I refine and improve on? Yeah. So business is getting ego to just be out the door. Yeah. <laughs> ego out. And it's, it is a constant learning process. And I mean, you'll learn more about yourself. You'll learn more about people around you. Um, and you'll also learn more about the people that you want to serve as well. And really getting to know, you know, what you're offering and the outcome that it's going to achieve for that people, you know, for those people um, as well. Yeah. And I, I love it that you also said, you know, you talked about, you know, very much processes in the corporate sort of world and um that was very much in my industry as well because it was semi-government so lots of you know paperwork and red tape and all that sort of stuff that you had to follow but when you come yeah. out and, oh, it was fun um but when you come out and you start a business for yourself like what sort of 
processes, like to sort of keep some sort of structure um, into it, whether it's a structuring your day or structuring your business, what would you recommend for people? Okay. I've worked with a lot of women starting their businesses and, you know, give yourself a week or two off, have some time off, but then a lot of people, discipline falls out the window. And we all know however long amount of time you give a task to be achieved, you will fill the task with all of that time. So set yourself some office hours. Um, to really help me get back into office hours habit, I had work clothes that I would wear in the morning that triggered my mind, now is work time, yes. do the work, take off the dress, then I could have my, my afternoon time back to myself to do what I wanted to do. Um, and it depends on your business. Get your payment systems set up. They are so important. Mm. Get booking systems set up wherever you can automate your business. So it's because I got trained that, um, you know, you need to talk to every single person on the phone and you systemize booking systems for calls and client sessions. Look for ways that, and they don't have to be high cost, but look for ways to make it simple right from the start. Yeah. I took too long to adapt to online booking systems and, you know, um, collect people's emails as soon as you can. Like, mm. start putting those things in place straight away instead of going, oh, yeah. So look for little automations and things that make it simple and set yourself office hours. Yeah. I think it probably too really simple, but really impactful tips that I can give there. Yeah. I love the idea of having your office closed because I think that, you know, it's just a simple visual thing and it's like works on the mindset to say, I am in work mode. You know, it's the same like when you go to the gym, like you put your gym clothes on, you know, you're going to go work out. So I think that's just yep. a really great tip because it's very easy. I mean, I had days where I was like, yeah, I'm sitting on the couch in my pajamas still, you know, but you're not really. Can't do pajama days. Oh. I'm not effective oh. at all in my pajamas. <laughs> I've, and I scheduled my whole coaching business around the fact that on Mondays I'm only on the phone and I could stay in my pajamas and I'm like, no, nah, I've got to get up, shower, dress. <laughs> it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. It doesn't switch on. That's right. And I think it's such a great thing because like I, you know, I was sort of like, oh, I'll do a little bit of work here, doing a little bit of work there. But when I put in a schedule of going, I'm going to work certain hours, you know, that is when I knew that I was focused. And I actually got so much more done because I'd allocated that particular amount of time opposed to just whatever Parkinson's law? I think it's Parkinson's law that, you know, whatever time you allocate, you fill the time. So that's where for a lot of people you can go, I've got five things to do on the list, but if you don't allocate the time 12 hours later, they're still not all done because you've ended up scrolling on Facebook for half yes, the time. So, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. What would you say um, has been one of your sort of biggest learning lessons of, you know, making the transition from, you know, being in corporate to, you know, finding, you know, yourself and also, you know, your business as well? Cool. Okay. The transition lesson would be like I've already mentioned, um, mine wasn't planned. Um, and so it's more, if I could go back and do it again or advise anyone, it'd be make sure you start being very aware and implementing potential lifestyle changes before you quit. 
make sure you have ample savings and um, understand what you need to know before you start because I was flying by the seat of my pants yeah. <laughs> the first 18 months. And professionally, I suppose business-wise, um, don't get too caught up in a model if it's not working. Mm. Um, allow yourself to have flexibility in what you do. And if it's not working or you're really hating it, I know people that have set up a business, learnt some skills and gone, this is the thing that I'm doing. Three years later, they're still doing it. They're frustrated. It's not working. And they're so rigid in the approach they'd be better off going back and getting a job again because they're ending like they're financially struggling. So learning to trust your intuition in business is a big thing because there'll be a lot of people out there saying, no, you have to do it this way. My model works. Ah. Um, and not all of them are going to have your best interests at heart. So yeah, trust, trust yourself as well. Yeah. And I think I love the fact that, you know, you're saying obviously, get that sort of, you know, mental and sort of physical aspect right first because you can do that even when you're in corporate because if you have that set up, it really allows you to have a great sort of foundation when you do leave because you're physically fit but you're also mentally, you know, ready um, for all the different challenges that you're going to be facing as well. Um, I was just, uh, something came up and it's just totally slipped my mind then. But um, the other thing that um, you did actually mention before is going um, and being flexible because we can be quite rigid, especially in corporate um, and allowing it. Do you think there's like a, a particular time frame that somebody, if they're going down one sort of, you know, business avenue or they're doing one process, you know, do they stick with it for a week or two, you know, three months, six months? I know that's going to be quite individualised, but, you know, is there some sort of yeah. line for somebody? I don't know if there's absolutes. I can speak from my own experience. My first business, we were running youth games and we were pushing and pushing to get in schools. And it was hard work and the funding and, ah, look, it would take a year for a school to be able to say, yes, we can pay for you to come and run your program. Yeah. And I had said to my former business partner, I had said, we should be promoting this direct to parents. And he was no. Yeah. <laughs> and then we met a coach who said, you should promote this direct to parents. Um, so the inspiration and the ideas will show up. And for you being the leader in your business, it's going to be up to you to drive them because people around you are potentially going to resist change. So if something is not working and you're going, I've tested it. Yeah, I've got the data. I've done the same thing three times. This is the response I've got. I've refined it. And this is where it's really important to track your processes and the actions that you take so you can actually look back and go, I've, I've cold called 100 schools. Mm. Six have signed up. This is not an effective way to get people to sign up to my, my stuff. Yep. What's a different way I can do it? Or do I need to look at a different market? Yep. So often it's not what you have to do. It's who you're approaching, how you're approaching. Um, and I suppose the urgency then comes into you. How hard do you want to work it? How much do you want to push it? Um, and how willing are you to experiment? Yeah. Uh, look, I absolutely love everything that yeah. you've said today because 
I think from putting, you know, some really practical steps in place, first of all, that they can, you know, control um, so that they've got these great foundations before they even leave the corporate, but then also giving them some great, you know, sort of strategies, you know, for when they do leave and having those processes in place. I think that, you know, people watching this are just going to be able to go, okay, I've got some really, really great steps to follow and just to sort of, you know, trust themselves a little bit more and to know that, you know, and find your tribe. I think actually finding your tribe, um, you know, what you said, you know, people around you that, you know, are going to be there supporting you and it's not always going to be your friends and family is really, you know, important. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. My family, I love my family. They love me. They think I'm crazy that I'm still doing this business thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially when you're starting out, you really need to be careful who's in your ear because yes. it can make or really can. Yeah, no, definitely. Look, I want to say a big thank you for coming on today and really sharing your insight and knowledge to everybody. And I just know that we're probably going to have multiple conversations together that we can really help inspire and empower so many people who are leaving the corporate world. So thank you so much for coming today um, and sharing your knowledge. Um, absolutely love it Um, I will have all the details of how you can get in contact with Trudy below um, and if you know reach out to her if you are thinking of leaving the corporate world and want somebody to be able to help you build your business I can you know definitely know that she is truly amazing so thank you so much thank you And thank you everyone for joining us today on this episode of the Corporate Escapers TV show. I'm your host, Christine Innes. And as I said, I'm a leading transition and lifestyle coach. So I'm here to help you go from your corporate mess to your empowered best. So love and light to you all and we'll see you next week.